Hey, we want to thank our sponsors, Western Mule Magazine. Ben and Anita Tennyson do an amazing job with their magazine. I've been writing for them for a few years now, and uh, they're great. Look up westernmulemagazine.com and check them out. Okay, friends, here we go. We're going to do a clinic debrief. We just finished up a, a another amazing clinic in Virginia, Natural Bridge, Virginia. Um, and it's crazy to think we have been coming to Virginia for six years now. Man, the time flies. I remember 2015, um, we put a post on Facebook and I said, hey, where do you guys want me to come visit? Um, if you want a clinic, uh, where do you, uh, where do you want it? And Connie Price jumped on there and said, Hey, we want you to come to Virginia. And it was history from there. She invited us out to Fort Valley, Virginia. And we went there for, for four years in a row. And the last two years we've been going to, uh, Natural Bridge, Virginia, at the main gate equestrian center. And that's just been, it's been a good, uh, transition there you know the main gate equestrian center i got to give a shout out to larry and his daughter sydney they run main gate and what a good place a beautiful indoor arena covered stalls for everybody indoor stalls and covered stalls um just a great place to to do a clinic and a beautiful setting up on a hill amazing views and uh, we've been really happy there it's been pretty good so yeah, we had another great year there. Uh, this was our biggest Virginia clinic yet. Both classes completely full. Maybe mulemanship one slightly over full. Um, and uh, the people were, again, in usual Virginia fashion, just amazing human beings. Um, you know, when we cross that state line and we see that Virginia is for lovers sign, you know, it that that's it, it it means a lot to us you know going to this place because the people there have been so good to us there's a group of people that have been coming since the beginning you know there's uh you know of course connie price our wonderful host there you know christy kovner jane johnson judy smith um christina bailey and a whole bunch of others that have been coming year after year after year and a lot of these people um, come to multiple clinics. They go to other states and do clinics as well. And, you know, it's just, uh, it's just really so wonderful to be there. Um, I wish all of you that, that come to the clinics could feel the hospitality and camaraderie that the people in Virginia have to offer. Um, I wish all the clinics were that way. You know, they're not, they're, they're different. Um, and that's one of the things that makes the world go around, right? Is that we're all different and every clinic is a little different. Um, but that place is really special. So, um, and, uh, I'm not sure how much of the noise you guys can pick up. Um, I'm coming to you from the Freightliner studio. Uh, I'm in, I'm in Norman, Indiana and getting ready to do a clinic here this week at the Midwest trail rides, uh, campground. There's no, there's no internet there. There's no cell service or internet there. So I had to drive to a, uh, this, this gas station and I got a little, I got enough internet here to jump onto this podcast for you guys, but there's people, 
just right outside hollering right now and that's fun uh there's you know right on the, the highway here so it's a little noisy so i apologize about that but hey this is real life and uh, i want to get on here and do this debrief for you and talk about a couple great things that came up this week that i thought would be really important um Happy people make happy meals. And it seems that gratitude helps to make happy people. You know, Virginia, just another thing about them, okay? They they say thank you so much. I, I don't think I've ever had a clinic where I've had so many thank yous. Just, just they're so grateful. Um, they're very, very grateful people there. And uh, a lot of people saying thank you. A lot of people just super happy. Um, and I think that there's a lesson to be learned there. You know, uh, you've heard me all talk about an attitude of gratitude. Well, th these people are the example of it because they are very grateful people. And they're a very happy people. And their meals are happy too. Um, you know... Everybody's different all over the country. Everywhere we go, people are a little different. But their mules often reflect them. Now, the interesting thing about the mules is the mules are the same, I guess, in regards to, you know, what they want in life and in uh, the problems that people may have with the mules. It's the same whether I'm here in the U.S. or if I'm up in Canada or if I'm uh, in Australia. And I see the same things. I've never been to Europe, but I've done uh, a lot of uh, video lessons in Europe. And it's the same thing there. You know, a lot people are dealing with a lot of the same things that go on with mules and horses. But the disposition of these animals seems to re be reflecting the people. Okay, so in Virginia, um, if you guys get a chance, jump on our Facebook page, Ty Evans Mulemanship Clinics. It's a, it's a group on Facebook. And look at the album... That Sky is, uh, I, I think she's got them up there. Maybe she didn't get a chance to put them on there because we don't have internet there. But if you get a chance, jump on there. She she showed me some of the pictures, but um, these people are just happy people, and their animals are just really happy animals. Like there's a different spark in these animals' eyes for the most part. So check it out, um, and that's a lesson that we should learn. Okay. So I want to start with that. Now, um, I want to mention uh, a few people here that seem to be making a lot of progress. Um, th th this is this is a pat on the back for these longevity folks, okay? Uh, some of these people I'm going to mention, they've been working a long time. I want to start by mentioning uh, Ray Lockhart and his young mule, Roy. Now, Ray has, he's had all kinds of stuff going on with this mule. Ray has, has come off of this mule a few times. He's had trouble. Um, he started this mule on his own, and he's had a few rough patches. And he's had a, a few good moments. <laughs> he's been all over the place. He's, he spent a lot of time on the phone with me, and he's asked me many questions, and that is a pat on the back to Ray uh, for seeking help and seeking further enlightenment and knowledge. Um, you know, he, he, the first time I met Roy, I believe this mule, Roy, see, we got Ray and Roy here. Ray's the guy, Roy's the mule. Okay. 
the first time I met Ray and Roy, I believe it was 2019 in Fort Valley, Virginia. And Ray came and did the foundation class and he was preparing to ride this mule. And I told him, you know, basically, you know, our classes go in order of foundation, then colt starting, then mulemanship one, then mulemanship two, so forth. And, and so I, I, I was telling him, you know, get all these foundation pieces going good and, and then you'll be ready to ride. You know, people often ask with colt starting, what does my colt need to know before I get on? The foundation class. Everything we teach in the foundation class these days, I need to have going pretty well before I'm going to step in the saddle anymore. It used to not be the case. But these days, I, I I need all those things going. I'm looking for success. I'm looking to make a yes mule. And he's been working at it. Um, there are a few parts missed and maybe not uh, quite up to standard. And he had some bumps and bruises along the way. But, you know, I was really proud of Ray showing up with this mule, Roy. Um, and he was nervous the first day. He was nervous to get on. Well, he was nervous the day before to ride. And I said, listen, I, I'm here. I'm here for you, man. I'm here to help you. I'll keep an eye on things and just do your best and I'll give you direction as we go. And, uh, you know, the first day, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody smile as much. I, I've seen a lot of smiles this fall. It's been pretty neat, but Ray had a big smile on, um, on Thursday after he got done, he did the foundation class and he did mulemanship one. In fact, a lot of these people here in Virginia double dipped and they did both classes and and foundation and mulemanship one they go along great so if you're listening and you've never been to a clinic and you're considering coming to one um doing the foundation and mulemanship one go fantastic together they go great together um you know if you're gonna if you're gonna do uh mulemanship two that's best done by itself um you you know because you need to have foundation and mulemanship one going to be able to do mulemanship two and uh anyways he did both foundation and mulemanship one and and uh did a great job and that day he was he had a big smile on that colt did so good for him but i just want to tell you those of you that are working hard on on mules and you're trying to get better and you're trying to improve and you're trying to do the best that you can and it seems like a long time here's an example of two years of work and how it can pay off everybody's in a hurry Everybody wants instant gratification and everybody's in such a big hurry. But, you know, if you if you take the time it takes and do your best, it'll pay off. And then stick to the process. It's really hard to stick to the process for folks and stick to these these processes and these principles in order. People get uh, a little too excited and they jump ahead. And the problem with jumping ahead is oftentimes you won't be prepared for what comes your way. And then you'll have a glitch, then you'll have a problem, then you'll get bucked off, you get ran off with some something comes up, and it doesn't it doesn't go go your way, and then you get discouraged and you get set back easily. I really wish I could convince more people to just stick to the process, and and go through things in order and hang in there. I th I feel like there'd be so many more people that would have so much more success if if they would just do that um and hang in there and not get so far ahead of themselves anyways and ray has done a good job so ray if you're listening sir you and roy are inspirational keep up the good work keep going keep trying 
Um, the future is bright, my friend. So uh, another person I want to give a shout out to is Nancy Slice and her mule Danny. Um, Nancy actually is one of our clinic hosts for our trail riding clinic that we do in Cripple Creek, Virginia. In fact, we put that one on the website and it was sold out by the second day. She had that clinic sold out. That's a very popular clinic and a lot of people want to get into that clinic. And anyways, she sold it out and we already got a wait list on that clinic. Um, Nancy's great. She's an endurance rider. She loves the hundred milers. This lady can pound the miles down the trail. Okay, you guys, she can go and go and go. Uh, really tough. Then she's got this mule, Danny. Now, Danny is the mule that she brought to me um, the very first time I met her years ago in Fort Valley. I, I think four to five, four or five years ago is when I met her. And she brought Danny, and she was getting drug around. She's getting pulled around. She's getting beat up. She's getting. This Danny mule was just putting the whoop on her, and she was really wanting to put the whoop on him. Uh, having a heck of a time. But she's been working. She's been applying the principles and applying the process. And, you know, four years now down the road, and this this clinic, she, she did the foundation and the mulemanship one in Natural Bridge here as well. And in the four years I've known Nancy, this is the best I have seen her and her mule work together. And it's just another testament to sticking to it, working hard, doing your best, trying to trying to take it step by step and apply these things. And she did it. And that mule's looking really great. It's just it's so fun for me to uh, to meet a lot of you you great people. And meet your animals and then over a period of time years see the the changes and everybody wants i already mentioned instant gratification everybody wants wants things to change in a hurry and they want results a lot of people i feel come to a clinic and they want a, a, a tool they want a um a trick they want an exercise like looking for the exercise looking for the tool to fix things and, and really the best tool I can, I can offer you all is the process. And, and then hopefully you give yourself, and especially your mule, time. That is the best gift you can give your animal is time. Give them your time and your effort, okay? And Nancy has done this. So a lot of you that are, that are brand new to, you know, what we're doing and the, what, what, what we have to offer and these clinics and these things, you know, hopefully hearing these couple of things will give you um, a little bit of hope and, and know that there is, uh, that there is light. Okay. Things will get better for you. You can get along and get better, but you know, really, if you want to improve your mules, cause that's why people originally come in the first place. Usually when somebody comes to the clinic for the very first time, they want some help with their mule. But when I get these people like like Ray that has been to multiple clinics, like uh, Nancy here that has been to so many clinics, these people keep coming back not to fix up their mule, but to fix up themselves, to, to better themselves. And their willingness to improve is just, is just amazing. So good job, Nancy and Danny. I'm proud of you guys too. Um. 
another person that I'd like to give a shout out to and, and um, kind of talk about what happened with, is Judy Smith. Now, Miss Judy is one of the sweetest women in the world. Uh, we just, my family and I, we just love Judy so much. She is so welcoming. Um, she treats my daughters like they're her grandchildren. Uh, she always has a gift for them. And she's always just so just so kind to my family, and I, I'm really grateful for that, Judy. If you're listening to this, um, just a great human being, Judy Smith is. And she has she has a mule named Sue, and sometimes <laughs> the mule is sometimes the mule is sweet Sue, and sometimes the mule is sassy Sue. It just kind of depends on depends on the moment, <laughs> and. Uh, Judy just recently had a little glitch. She come off the mule, um, banged up her ribs a little bit, and um, you know, uh, kind of got set back a little bit. But she almost didn't come to the clinic. She was worried about her ribs and being too sore to come to the clinic and stuff. But she ended up doing it, and she did both classes: the foundation and the mulemanship one. It's amazing somebody that's just got bucked off and banged up is still she's going to show up and she's going to work. And Judy always works hard. Now, this is the first time, though, Judy actually had taken the foundation class herself. Now, she had had her mule in a foundation class and let a friend use this mule. But this is the first time that Judy herself had taken the, the foundation class. Now, if you, if you have never taken a clinic from us, one of the things that I spend a lot of time teaching is building a feel. We call it building a feel. I want the slack rein in my lead rope to have a lot of meaning. I like the slack rein in my bridle reins or my snaffle reins or my hackamore reins to have a lot of meaning. I like the slack to have meaning. But it all begins on the ground with your groundwork and the foundation. If you if, if they can't move off of a slack rein on the ground, it's gonna be really hard. Um, it's gonna be really hard for you to build the slack rein in the saddle. And 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 Judy has been dealing with this for, for years now. A lot of resistance. Now, Judy had come from the school of contact, uh, always having contact on the reins. Um, but she's learned that she had contact on the reins for so many years without a lot of meaning to the contact. Not a lot of response from the contact, just contact. Now, contact on the reins is, in and of itself is not a bad thing. In fact, you need to Put a little contact in there at times to to get a result, um, to get a change. Maybe you pick up on the rain to get a soft feel, to to make a turn or whatever. Okay, that's not by bad by itself. But just having contact, just for the sake of having contact and just riding with that pressure on them, with no response from the mule, is not a good thing. At least in my opinion, in my experience, what I'm trying to get done with my mule is not a good thing. If you're into that. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it's not going to help me achieve the things that I want to achieve, okay? So this is where she's coming from. And never having taken the foundation class herself with me, she finally decided to do it. And, you know, it was really good for them to work together on this. The first day they struggled, and second day they struggled a little bit. But on day three, I, I saw a lot of change in Judy and in Sue. And that mule's getting happier. Because Judy was offering her a good deal before she firmed up. And I think 
Judy didn't say this, but I think that Judy was starting to get the idea about what it means to offer the mule a good deal first, to give them a good deal and then firm up as needed. That's the key there is to give them a good deal and firm up as needed, not just firm up and then firm up more. So it was fun to see that little change there. And she said that um, she was really happy that she took that class because um, there's so many little pieces. You know, people come and, and they take mealmanship when they want to, they want help getting their mule to stop. And I, I'll ask them to get off and show me their groundwork. And they can't get the thing to stop on the ground. So how, how are you going to build yourself a nice stop in the saddle if you can't stop them on a loose rein on the ground? Like, so if you have to make them stop on the ground, what makes you think you're not going to have to make them stop in the saddle? And a lot of people, their, their standard of stopping is how quick the mule reacts to them forcing the stop. So the person wants to just pull back and get their stop immediately. Hey, I'd like to be able to stop without touching them reins. That's a good stop to me. My standards of stops have increasingly gone up. I have, I have, my standard is so much higher on my stops today than it was five years ago, and definitely ten years ago, definitely fifteen years ago. I mean, it's totally different than that period of time. Um, what I want to stop to be, but it begins with the foundation work on the ground, and I think Judy was starting to put this together. So. Uh, again, this is another person that has been coming to the clinic for years, working hard to improve. Little by little, we learn, we improve. And I wish I could get out there to see those folks more often, but, you know, I can only stretch my time so much. Uh, but good job to, to you, Judy, if you're listening out there with Sue. You've made some good progress. Keep going. And all of you listening, wondering how long things are going to take, Stop worrying about how long things are going to take and just start now. Not starting and worrying about how long it's going to take. It's probably going to take you longer anyways. You might as well just stop worrying about how long it's going to take and just get going right now. That's the best thing to do is just start now. Don't worry about how long. Just take as long as it needs and do what your mule needs. Um, great. I got, I got one other... Uh, person I would like to mention, um, Clint Cagle and his mule, Billy. Clint is from Tennessee, and he's got this mule, Billy. Um, and during the clinic, he had quite the challenge slowing Billy down and also stopping Billy. And he was, he had quite a few questions about this, trying to figure this out, trying to improve, trying to get better. And, uh, you know, basically the lesson I want to share to all of you is, when, and this mule, Billy, okay, to give you a little background, is is a very forward mule, okay? This is not a, a laid-back, quiet little kid mule. This is, a, this is a very, very forward mule, okay? And, you know, you can't just go out there with a mule that's so forward and has high energy like that and just start stopping. You can't just go out there and just start working on stopping and slowing down. You know, you got to get these critters ready. So, um he, he was trying to slow this mule down and it just kept on going, kept on going. And we worked at the lope and then he tried to slow it down from the lope and it just wanted to keep going. It was not listening to his seat or his fill at all. Okay. Again, to build this, you got to go back to the foundation to read your intention on the ground. And then when you get going in the saddle, you know, a lot of us just do way too much just riding. We just ride. We don't work on speeding them up, slowing them down you know, shifting through those gears, we just, we just get, get going too fast. And 
or we just get going. It might not even be fast. We're just going. We're not slowing down or speeding up. We're just going. And I think this mule had a bit of, a bit of that. Plus, it's a it's a very forward mule, the Tennessee walking mule, very forward, uh, a lot of energy. Okay, and and he was asking, how do I slow down? Well, you got to get ready to slow down. You got to get that thing ready to slow down. So I might have to lope that thing around the arena because we were working the arena. And in there, I might have to lope that thing around there five or six times to get that thing a little bit, um, get it breathing just a little bit to slow it down. I'm not trying to get him tired and be careful. I'd be very, I'm very careful not to get my mules tired or exhausted because they don't learn when they're tired or exhausted. But you can get them breathing a little bit and get them thinking about seeking comfort. Basically, I'm going to get them a little uncomfortable. And a little bit of work might get them a little uncomfortable. Then they're going to seek the answer. They're going to look for it. They're going to find it. I'm going to offer them a re release, a reward for it. So this is what I had them do. And, well, if, what do you do if you're out on the trail? I don't know. Maybe you, maybe you find a little hill to, to chug up. Go chug up that hill and then ask them to stop. Maybe you're riding down a dirt road and there's a field off to your right. And it's, it's a six inches or a foot deep of mud. Well, if they're going too fast for you and you're getting worried about slowing down, take them out in the field and <laughs> get them chugging through the mud a little bit. And then maybe they'll want to slow down. Um, you, you use your terrain, you use your opportunities to your advantage, whether you're in the arena, you're out riding in the middle of the flatland farm country, or you're on the mountain. Um, for me in the desert, uh, if I've got a mule that really wants to go, I'll put them down in this deep sand washing. I'll just let them do a nice little lope up the wash for a mile or two or three, whatever. We'll just kind of lope up that wash and, and then maybe they'll start thinking about slowing down for me a little bit. So I'll, I'll use the opportunities I can, but at the same time, I'm careful. Do not get them tired. Um, don't get them exhausted. I don't, they, they don't learn when they're tired. Neither do you, you know, think about when you're dead tired and you try to go take a class, it's really hard for you to pay attention, but arousing their curiosity getting them a little uncomfortable, helping them seek comfort. Uh, great way to teach them to, to slow down um, when they're not paying attention to you at all. But if we can do better even before that, like I mentioned, and get it going good on the foundation. When you go, they should go. When you quit, they should quit. And, and build this on the ground. It will be reflected in the saddle, but I just don't think enough of us really work hard enough to really do a good enough job on the ground. And we don't do enough of it, enough practicing in the saddle to to keep it effective. So, anyways, Clint, good job to you. Keep on working away. Keep doing your best, sir. And uh, one last comment. Uh, speaking of Clint, and then I mentioned Nancy earlier, these two individuals give us a great little concert on Friday night for our potluck. And it was just a treat listening to them play and sing. And uh, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you can go uh, go to my Instagram. At, it's at TS Mules there on Instagram. And uh, you can, I put a little clip up, a little one-minute clip uh, of them playing. You can go check them out. Uh, but it was, it was just a treat to have them singing to us and that good music. And the potluck in Virginia never lets us down. Great food as, as always. So anyways, we're... Uh, we're going to call that a debrief for you guys, and I'm getting ready to start our clinic tomorrow in Indiana. A great turnout here, a full clinic, um, and a lot of new people coming up. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but hey, you know, if you if you 
are a, a longtime listener of this podcast or you just started listening today, either way, I would love to hear from you all. I would love to know what you think of the podcast. So if you listen on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us a five-star rating and uh, write up a review. Tell me, tell me what you think. If you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, you listen on some other platform, uh, I'd still love to hear from you. Send me an email, Ty, at TS Meals. Tell me how you like the podcast. Tell me uh, what you think of it, and uh, I'd love to hear from you. And, uh, hey, if you didn't know, our 2022 clinic tour is now up on the website. Go to tsmules.com, check out our 2022 clinic tour, and see if we're coming to a town near you. We can't wait to get out and about. So, hey, uh, thanks for listening. God bless you guys, and we will see you down the road.